I'm Philip Jordan with I Love Colorado Beer. I'm here at Boulder Beer Company, and I'm with... Jeff Brown, president of Boulder Beer Company. And I'm David Zuckerman, brewmaster. Awesome. So when did you guys come about? What what year did this start? Well, the, 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 the brewery got started in 1979 um, by a couple of CU professors that uh, started out as, as home brewers and then started commercially brewing, and we were the Colorado's first craft brewer. Um, and actually had the 43rd brewing license in the country at that point in time. Wow. And I, I got uh, I, I got involved with the brewery uh, from a drinking standpoint in 1980, <laughs> but from an ownership standpoint in 1991. Perfect. Are, and how many owners are there? There are four owners total. Excellent. And what are your roles in the company? David, I'll let you take that one. My, my role here is um, <clears throat> overseeing the, the production, so... Um, helping coordinate brewing, packaging, shipping, quality control, and keeping all of those processes on track. Cool. And myself, as, as president of the company, I kind of handle more from an administrative standpoint, sales, marketing, financials. <clears throat> sure. Um, so it, it's more of the more of the background of the business than, than, than the upfront part. Absolutely. So being a craft brewery and a restaurant, very different than just having a tap house. What, I mean, what kind, when did that come about? When did you guys start introducing food, or has it always been food-focused? There was, there was food here. I, I arrived here in 1990, and there was a food, a, a very small food program going um, <clears throat> in a kitchen about the size of a closet. Okay. And it's been revamped. Uh, Jeff's revamped it several times over, what, the last 25 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 94, we expanded uh, the kitchen, and then again in 2004, um, did another remodel, refresh, and, and we're getting ready to do another uh, round of refreshing that in the next, probably the next six to eight months. Have you guys physically grown? Is your, has your space gotten larger, or has this always been the space you've been in? This, the brewery was built as a, as a standalone brewery, which is <coughs> fairly unique. in the, At the time it was unique and probably still is. So the original footprint stood until 1994, at which point we added, we kind of changed the configuration of the brewery, added fermentation capacity upstairs, and then moved cold storage and dry storage into a new, a new block of the building. But we have a, the, the building's very large, much larger in, inside than it looks from the outside. Sure. So tell me a little bit about the challenges you guys experienced coming into a business. I mean, you guys came in after it was well established. What were some of the challenges you guys faced? Uh, well, it uh, yeah, the brewery from 1979 to 1989 was established, um, but it was really um, coming in and taking a look at what brands the the brewery had at that point in time, and a lot of the challenges were uh, assessing. The, uh, the the brewery capabilities and going about putting together a business plan that we scaled back significantly from the markets that we that the brewery was in at that time from about 26 states I think they were marketed to we scaled it back to about four states okay. and then started to to really build the the brands from those four states up mm-hmm. and then. Um, take and expand it out further. So we, we really retrenched, and that was one of the biggest challenges we had. So how far out do you distribute now? We're in 34 states total. So we go both coasts, um, 
you know, northeast is a significant market, southeast, mm -hmm. uh, southwest. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're, we're happy with the geographic footprint we have now. So let me ask you a little bit about your branding. Your branding is very unique on all of your bottles. You can point it out in a liquor store. You know what beer is yours. What inspired that? Do you guys know the inspiration or the story behind that? Well, I think the inspiration was to have, a, an, as, as you say, an easily recognizable <clears throat> footprint on the shelf. Yep. Um, I mean, it's all, it's, a, it's the billboard effect that we've got the, we've got the oval in all of the designs. We've got mm -hmm. the same font on everything, um, and that's... That was intentional to make it to make it simple to, to recognize. Absolutely, I just didn't know about the names of anything as well. I mean, the Mojo and the Hazed. I mean, they're they're really fun uh, and the names all have, <laughs> the names have they all been have there? individual stories. Absolutely. So there's, there's so, no there's no set path on how we come up with a name. Um, so but, tell me about a beer that has surprised <clears> you as far as possibly sales, flavor, um, just something that surprised you that you didn't think would be as successful as it is. Well, I, I would say shake would be the yeah yeah kind yeah. of the surprise. Yep. That's that's our most recent year round edition, and I think it's not quite three years old yet. Mm -hmm. And from the first month we released it, it was our number one beer, and hasn't it hasn't given up on that at all, and continues to grow. Do you guys have a style of beer that you're more focused on, or that you guys believe you guys are better at? Well, I, I would like to think we're good at all the styles that we do. We, Fair we do have we have a lot of IPAs, which sure. certainly reflects the. The flavor preference of the the staff here, okay. and it, it's it's also a reflection of the market. Um, but we've got we go from Buffalo Gold, which is our lightest ale, uh, all the way up to well, I mean today we just packaged the Dude's Despair, which is a barrel aged imperial stout. So we 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 cover quite a bit of ground. Excellent. So fermenters, all that, have you guys expanded um, as far as size and? How fast you can produce beer? Um, you know, we we've expanded significantly since 1990. Um, I, you know, I think our capacity back then was maybe 35, 3,600 barrels, something like that, from a fermenter standpoint. It was pretty small. We had uh, what three or four 50 barrel fermenters. Four uh, 50 barrel fermenters. Wow. And you know, and so now the you know the fermentation capacity has grown to about. Um, 33, 34,000 barrels um, in terms of what we have. And then there's additional footprint we have to increase the, uh, increase the fermentation farms that we have. Excellent. So how many beers do you try to have on tap at all times in the actual tap house? <laughs> tap uh, for, for our, for our mm -hmm. brewery, we have uh, 12 beers that are on tap. Are, how many flagships do you have? Well, I wouldn't say we have a flagship beer. I'd say Shake is our number one. It's our best-selling beer. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, then then we've got you know pilot brews that we have on downstairs. They're experimental batch beers that we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, we've always got a cask on tap. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 twelve beers. Um, you know, we've got you know seven beers that we kind of have out on a year-round basis, and then the others just make up a rotation of of what's there. Um, as well as beers that may never make it outside of the pub. So a lot of a lot of the the beers that we do brew, uh, the guests will guests will experience them here, and they may not find them out anywhere else on the marketplace. Absolutely. So I heard you say experimental batches. Do you would you guys say that overall you guys use more of the scientific method of brewing beer, or do you guys tend to do a trial and error? 
I don't know. What do you what do you say the scientific method is? So I mean, you guys are very established. So you guys have your flagship beers, which the recipe probably never changed. But all your seasonals and such, do you guys use a recipe and stick to it, or do you guys every time just kind of play around, add to it, shake it up a little bit? No pun intended. There's no. <laughs> once we hit the production level, it's that's that's the set recipe. Yep. So. It's not the it's not the ingredients necessarily. This is set recipe. It's the flavors and aromas that set. Okay. Um, so based on crop variations, the 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 beer that gets to the beer drinker is the same. Yep. Regardless of what you know, how strong the hops are or the extract out of the malt. Um, so that's we're we're striving for repeatability on that. Mm-hmm. On the pilot system, we're just looking for interesting flavors and aromas. Have you guys had a batch of beer that came out completely different than we thought it would be and has been successful? He just kind of changed the name of it a little bit in the style? I don't, not, not by that description. We've had mistakes that have turned out to be beers that people liked. Absolutely. But, but that's more of a, you know, that's when a, a porter got milled on top of a double IPA. Nice. <laughs> I wasn't too happy, but... <laughs> the beer turned out. beer turned out great, but uh, that's... From that standpoint, we we don't like you know just winging it. Yeah. Saying, okay, here's here's something. Let's try it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the brewers downstairs, on the other hand, when they're doing their pilot systems, yeah, even then they have a they have an end product in mind when they start brewing. Yep. And it's just getting from A to B. They'll add a little bit or tweak it a little bit just to make it better. And then, but again, next year. So this scourge of the dude. This is coming out this next weekend, correct? Dude's Despair. Dude's Despair. Yes. That was last year. The first, this, this is the third release this year. The first release was <clears throat> Dude's Bane. The second release was um, Scourge of the Dude. And then this year is the Dude's Despair. And so this recipe has changed every time? Yes. Yes. The, the first Very two cool. were barley wines okay. of, different, of different recipes. This year it's a uh, barrel-aged imperial stout. Very cool. How often do you guys barrel age? Do you guys barrel age a lot of your beers? We got we've got barrel aging going all the time, but it's on a very small volume. Okay, how many barrels do you guys have, roughly? Uh, as of two days ago, we probably had thirty going, but eighteen or so of those are now what we packaged today. Perfect. Tell me a little bit about your brewery. I mean, obviously, you guys are a full-on restaurant, so probably doesn't cater as as much to animals or pets um, as some of them do. Or correct me if I'm wrong. No, yo, no, we have a, we have a pet-friendly uh, pet-friendly patio. Excellent, dog, dog friendly. It's good to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's very family-friendly. I think. Yeah, it. yeah, it's um, very family-friendly. We've got a beautiful view of the flat irons from our patio. Um, so you know, from a from a brewery standpoint, I'd say we've got one of, if not the best, patio beer garden to uh, to actually enjoy. Um, brewery itself is about twenty thousand square feet, and about three thousand square feet of that is dedicated to the restaurant. And we're we're open uh, from a pub standpoint. We're open from eleven in the morning until ten at night, Monday through Saturday. We open at noon on Saturday. But uh, beginning next spring, we'll, we'll actually be open on Sunday as well. So do you guys have a lot of uh, festivities going on here, events, parties? Well, there's always events happening here, whether it's um, <clears throat> organized events that are booked or just people spontaneously showing up. But we're, we're located in the middle, middle of a business park, so there's 
I think maybe three or four thousand people who work on Wilderness Place, and then there's a pretty a growing residential base right around us. So we see a good cross section of the Boulder community here and of the of the tourist community because there's a lot of a lot of people come in on beer tourism events. So we see those on our our, our daily tours, um, and because we have such a big distribution footprint, a lot of people come here because. They may live in Boston and enjoy our beer there, and on a trip out to Colorado, they want to see where that beer came from. Sure. So in Colorado especially, <clears throat> there's a lot of microbrewers, um, and a lot of people just doing home garage, you know, their own brewing systems. Yeah. If somebody comes in and they're brewing their own beers and they want advice or they want to talk to somebody, are you guys pretty open to, are you guys available often? I mean, not available, but I just want to know, like, your story about, if people are interested, because the beer network I know is very tight, do you guys do you guys invite that a lot? Or well, we don't we don't get a lot of samples from home brewers, but we do we do provide yeast to them. Okay. So uh, if if somebody's got a brew on a Saturday and they give us a call on a Friday, we can we're happy to provide very healthy, vibrant yeast for them. Perfect. Um, so that's we we do get overlap like that. Okay. And we uh, yeah during the hop crisis, I don't know a half dozen years ago. Uh, or so, you know, if, if home brewers were in desperate need of mm. a really small amount of hops because the homebrew shops just there weren't any hops available through the homebrew shops, you know, we, we'd, we'd make hops available to them. Very cool. So, where can we find you guys? Social media, website? Yeah, website. Uh, we got a great, uh, great website. We're uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook are all sites where you could find us. And it's Boulder Beer. Is it boulderbeer.com? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So there's one other part that you guys don't know about. and oh, the surprise part. <laughs> this surprise. Is, this is a right. surprise. So this is our lightning round question. Is this ambush journalism? <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> you guys have to keep, keep, keep up on it. So basically um, what we're doing is we're doing a lightning round questions, and it's roughly 12 questions, and we ask you guys, and you guys shout out the answers as fast as you possibly can. And you guys shout them out at the same time. However, we're not accustomed to shouting. <laughs> as soon as I hear an answer, we'll we'll move on. Are we competing against other people? So what this is? Yep. So I'm gonna get. I, I have my stopwatch out. We're gonna get you guys timed. At the end of the year, we're, we have a special prize to the fastest. The people who um, provided the answer is the fastest. And some of these questions. We'll go back and we can elaborate on a little bit if you guys answer something and think, oh, crap, why did I say that, you know? So you guys can just blurt it out. So I'm going to hit start. As soon as I hit start, I am going to start reading you guys' questions. As soon as I hear an answer, I'm moving on. And we both have to answer. Both have to shout it out. You guys ready? Are we trying to match each other? Nope. Doesn't okay. matter. All right. Just curious. Just curious what comes out of your guys' mouths. <laughs> we can rewind it and listen to it over and over to get you guys' answers. <laughs> this will be fun. Most difficult qu- beer you've ever made? Killer Penguin. Sully's. Do you prefer cans or bottles? Bottles. Cans. Ales or lagers? Ales. Ales. Favorite beer in the world? Too many favorites. <laughs> Uh, dude's despair. Best brewery in the world. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Sierra Nevada. Gosh, 
best in the world. I don't think we're going to win this. <laughs> How frequently do you guys have to kick someone out because they're too drunk? Never. Never. In beer, what ingredient is the heart, the brain, and the soul? The brewer. The brewer. 59 seconds. Not too far behind others. That's good, good job. Not bad. Cool. Well, we appreciate you guys um, yeah, letting us interview you. That's good. We should, we should incorporate those lightning round questions and some other stuff. <laughs> in, in, in interviews? Yeah. We can send you a copy if you want. Yeah. Would you guys like to elaborate on anything? Um, well, I think, yeah, we, we didn't really, yeah, on the lightning round, no, uh, but we didn't take, kind of talk about the uh, the tours that we do every day. So it's 2 o'clock tours yep. every day. Um, you know, they're, they're free tours. Excellent. You get to taste the majority of all the beers that we have on tap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we get probably somewhere, you know, 8,000, 9,000 tourists coming through, beer drinkers coming through a year on our tours, so. Excellent. You know, I just encourage the listeners to uh, come in, take advantage of that. It's two o'clock Monday through fr- Monday through Saturday, and we do a second tour at four o'clock on on Saturdays. Perfect. Is there anything else about the brewery that we should know about, or that our audience should? Well, I think the one of the most interesting interesting things about the brewery is its place in the history of, of brewing in this country, and that in in 1979, mm-hmm. as Jeff said, we got the 43rd brewing license. And if you look at the, the 42 breweries that had licenses before us, there's probably no more than 10 that are still in existence. So uh, the brewery has, has survived the, the final level of consolidation in the brewing industry, which obviously you're, everyone's aware now that it's, the pendulum has gone the exact opposite direction mm-hmm. with over, what is it, 3,500 breweries, mm-hmm. almost 4,000. Boulder Beer Company was there at the very beginning of the craft beer industry, and now 3,500 breweries later, we're <laughs> still here. So this is our 36th year in existence, and um, it's still amazing to us that every day you hear that there's, there's a new brewery starting up somewhere. Yep, and you guys are still growing. Right. Which is awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate Perfect. It.